0: My first reading is from uh, the Book of Mark, the Gospel of Mark, verses one to nine, uh, chapter one, verses nine to thirteen. At that time, Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee, and was baptized by John in the Jordan. Just as Jesus was coming up out of the water, he saw heaven being torn open and the Spirit descending on him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, You are my Son, whom I love. With you I am well pleased. At once the Spirit led him Out into the wilderness, and he was in the wilderness for 40 days, being tempted by Satan. He was with the wild animals, and angels attended him.
1: second reading is from 1 Corinthians, chapter 13, verses 1 to 13. If I speak in the tongues of men or of angels, but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have faith that can move mountains, but I do not have love, I am nothing. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails, but where there were prophecies, they will cease. Where there were tongues, they will be stilled. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when completeness comes, what is in part disappears. When I was a child, I talked like a child, I thought like a child, I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put away all, I put the ways of childhood behind me. For now I see only a reflection as in a mirror. Then we shall see face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully even as I am fully known. And now these three things remain, faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of these is love. Amen.
2: I think you may well have the uh, basic idea of what today's theme of the service is all about. Love gets mentioned quite a lot. I'm not making any excuses for that. In fact, I'm going to mention it quite a few times in my talk. Christmas, our strapline was love coming down. That was in our cards. That was in our posters. Love coming down. Lent. And the build-up to Easter is about love washing us washing us inside and out there's my advert time now I'm going to talk about the study group that's meeting here at Thomas Rizley on Tuesday nights during Lent Thursday nights during Lent thanks man Thursday nights during Lent half past seven to half past nine it's a very big group there's probably upwards of 20 people come to this group. It's probably the biggest, most effective length gathering this church has seen in the last 20 years. Without a doubt. It's working brilliantly. So please come along, there's plenty of space. But also, in the prayer room in the back of there, there's three or four prayer stations that's there now, be there for the next five weeks. And that's used during the services and can be used now. Not just quite now, wait till I have to finish talking. For personal prayer, please use the facilities, i say. It's brilliant. We're studying Mark. And the first reading came to us from, Brian, from Derek was the Mark 1, 9 to 13. And particularly I'm focused on, as Jesus was washed, was baptized in the Jordan, and as he rises out of the water, he sees heaven being torn open. You don't talk about everybody else seeing this. He sees heaven being torn open. And the Spirit descended on him like a dove and a voice came from heaven. You are my son. whom I my love. Would you am well pleased? Now, I think that message was for Jesus only at the time. I don't necessarily believe everybody in the area heard God speak then. I have a personal thing. I think it might be a personal message. An affirmation to Jesus, then. You are my son, whom I love. Would you, I'm well pleased. Now, the other week, we was given the uh, readings, and the the Bible, the um, talk was on transfiguration. And we get very similar... Phrase in there. So in this time, it's definitely given to the world. The message is given to James, Peter, and John. As you see, Jesus being transfigured. And the voice saying, This is my son, whom I love. With whom I'm well pleased, listen to him. I don't think it's any surprise. That's, that's referred to later in Mark as well. That transfiguration is mentioned there. When God affirms who Jesus is. And that it's his son. And that he loves him. And I can tell you now about times in my life when I felt that love. That real knowledge that I am one of his children, and that is really pleased with me, and that he loves me. I can identify those times when he has directly answered my prayer, directly answered my prayer, in a way that was no mistake that was there by my side at that time. A real interesting example goes back quite a few years, and the other person there is sitting up there, uh, Josh. This is the time Josh was going on a school trip. He's going down to Belgium. He's excited. I'm sorry for embarrassing you, son. He's excited. And his best mate, his best, his bestest mate was going. But his best, his bestest mate did not turn up for the bus. And Josh looked devastated. This is like 6 o'clock in the morning or something stupid. I thought, oh, he's waiting for his mate. His mate's not turned up. And everyone else has got this bus. I'm so gutted for him. But I've dropped him off because I'm going to go to a meeting in in Milton Keynes late that day. And I go back home and say, "You won't believe this, man. This has happened. His mate didn't turn up, and Josh got the bus." But I'm, I'm really concerned. Really, hope he has a good journey and enjoys himself. That day, a few out, an hour after Josh had left, I'm going out to Milton Keynes with a crowd of people in a car, and as I'm approaching Coventry away, I'm thinking, "Lord, it'd be great if I could see him." I saw him get a bus, but I didn't get a chance to have a good chat with him. It would be great if I could see him. How are we going to do that? I'm going on the road. I'm going towards Coventry. And I realized then, I was probably the closest I was going to be. Physically. I was probably 40, 50 miles from where he would be. And I was thinking, Lord, how are we going to do this? And as we're approaching down road, road, the guy says, I think we're pulling to the services at Watford Gap. And I thought, Lord, there's a good chance to be Watford Gap. I'm not going to push this. This is you. And we're pulling to the service at Watford Gap. And guess who I met? God loves you. God loved me that much that day and Josh that much that day that he took time out to ensure I had a chance to meet Josh. The big surprise Josh had was dad saying, how are you doing son? How are you? And he went, I'm at Watford Gap Services. What was the, possible, what's the chance of happening? He said, well, that's a big chance happening. Even bigger chance, what was the chance of me going down to Milton Keynes that day? of the car being there, there's no, there's nothing else there. God's divine intervention. God answering my prayer there. I was gobsmacked. I mentioned to the guys in the car after he says, I don't believe you're not a Christian. I don't mind if you're not a Christian or not. You won't believe what's happened to me. And Dave Mitchell, who I'm working with now, says, I believe it. I'm a Christian as well. And the other guy says, yeah, me too. And the driver's going, I'm not. I said, well, not yet. <laughs> Powerful stuff. So, what is this love like? Let's go to Paul's first letter to the Corinthians. And I'll put it on the screen a minute, please. Not just a going. First letter to the Corinthians. This is a famous passage. It's used so many times at weddings. I've read it myself at weddings. And you know, we're not far from Valentine's Day. And it reminded me of a Valentine's Day I did a few years ago at work. I thought to myself, I'm going to print this bit off 1 Corinthians 4 to 8. I'm going to try and find a phrase I can use that doesn't look like it's a religious phrasing. I'm going to poster it and put it in 4 Corinthians. I'm going to put in posters and I'm going to place it around the notice boards in the office. I'm going to see how long it stays up. So I'll look for a special version of it. Not this one. I'm going to read this one out. The one for Corinthians 13, Wait, in my reading here, is a contemporary English version. It says, Love is kind and patient, never jealous, boastful, proud, or rude. Love isn't selfish, awkward-tempered. It doesn't keep a record of wrongs that others do. Love rejoices in truth, but not in evil. Love is always supportive loyal, hopeful and trusting love never fails how long do you think that notice board, that, that notice stayed up for in the office a couple of hours before someone took it down the day it's there for a week people didn't recognize where it was so it stayed there for a week it's Valentine's Day people think I was being all lovey-dovey I was talking about God's love. He was there for a week. This talks about love, God's love for us. We love because God loves us. We have love in our lives because God loves us and loved us first. Love is part of our DNA. God made it this way. It's as much of us as the stardust that builds us. It's as much of us as that. It's as much of us as those atoms of stardust that's in our bodies from collapsing stars millions of years ago. It's in our DNA. We can't avoid this. I want you to do now, you notice this piece of paper on your your seats. I want you to take some time out. I'm going to be quiet for a few minutes. Those passages, four to eight, I want you to read those to yourself and reflect. But what I want you to do is every time love is mentioned, put God in front of it. So, God's love is patient. God's love is kind. Put God in front of that as you reflect on those words, just for a moment. And now, those are real. God's love is patient, God's love is kind, it doesn't envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no records of wrongs. When God's forgiven you, he's forgotten it. Your forgiveness in God, when he's he's forgiven you, he's forgotten it. It doesn't happen. It's gone. You might remember it. He's forgotten it. God's love does not delight in evil, but rejoice with truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. God's love never fails. Never fails. Knowing his love for us now, here in our lives now, helps us get to know him better. I personally believe that as we grow to know his love for us, that same love, can help us as we move forward through our lives. I would help us mature in our faith and understanding. I would move gradually from seeing his reflection. Can I see um, 9 to 12 as well, please? For we know now we part and prophesy in part, but when completeness comes, what is part disappears. Can we speak this loud for us? Let's speak this loud. When I was a child... I talked like a child. I fought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put ways of childhood behind me. But now we see only a reflection, as in a mirror. Then we shall see face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I am fully known. Let's read these. Yeah. And now these three remain. Faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. I believe, as we're growing his love, and we let him grow us, we will move gradually from seeing that reflection in the mirror to seeing him face to face, eventually. But I think we can see him face to face through our lives. We see that reflection becomes clearer. The more we know His love in our lives, that reflection becomes clearer. It's not as foggy. And when we go, when we meet Him face to face, we know what it looks like. Jesus wants us to spread the good news of this love around to so our friends, our neighbors, and everybody else. Matthew 28 gives us that great commission. Go and tell. Go and make disciples of all nations. And the are commandments, the two greatest commandments given to us, when he was questioned by it, Jesus saw him. There's two great commandments, and we basically boil down to love God and love everybody else. Everything is based on this. The commandments, they are not optional. Lectures. I know that his love will help us in this task wherever and whenever we can. He wants everyone, and I mean everyone, to hear the news. All are welcome to the kingdom. There's no limits. Thank you.